What is up, y'all? This is your host, Michelle, again, on Wife-ish. On this podcast, you already know we talk about all things that have to do with being a wife and being a woman and figuring this thing out. Now, today I am actually on location. (laughs) I am getting my hair braided, literally right now, at one of the premier braiding studios in LA, The Braid Bar. I am with the owner, Twy. She's braiding my hair. And before I left this morning, I was just thinking about how incredible of a woman she is. And I was like, I'm going to bring my podcast equipment and see if she'd be down to do an interview. And sure enough, she was willing to, you know, give me the exclusive (laughs) interview and share some things about her that most people don't know. On the outside, everyone knows her as the owner of the Braid Bar here in L.A. She is a superhero mom. She had an incredible career as a dancer. She's in her voice as a singer is unheard of. I love getting my hair braided because she's like a little songbird that just sings the whole time you're getting your hair braided. So it's like a nice little addition (laughs) on top of just getting a hairstyle that you love. (laughs) Um, But in thinking about her, I wanted this episode today to be about... How do you transition as you're moving on from a marriage? She was married and now she's in the process of getting a divorce. But this is not a sad story, y'all. This woman is one of the most empowering, inspiring people that I know. So she's about to drop all of the gems. And if you are in the LA area, the Bray Bar is sponsoring this episode, so you can just go ahead and say, I sent you, and you'll get 10% off your next appointment. So, without further ado, welcome my girl, the owner of the Braid Bar, Why? Hey, girl. Hi. Do you feel weird because you're, like, braiding my hair as we're talking right now? <laughs> it's like shop talk, I guess. Yeah, definitely a shop talk. And you already know, like, when someone who does your hair, they become, like, your therapist as well. So, <laughs> so you hear all the stories, That's all of the fun. things. Um, so, Twy, I wanted to bring you on today. Well, actually, I'm coming to you. So, I guess I wanted to speak with you today <laughs> because you have, you and I have talked about you transitioning from being married to now being single. And so I just wanted to start by asking, how long were you married first? And then also, like, when did you decide that it was time to leave your relationship? Like, when was enough enough? Uh, Okay. Um, I was married almost eight years. And um, I guess the point where I, well, where it was enough for me, I would say is two major things. One was when I saw that my kids were starting to become affected by our relationship, Mm. um, by what we presented to them as a married couple or as mom and dad in the house. And then the second thing was starting to lose myself um, in a sense of just the, I'm naturally a happy, bubbly person and I was a lot less of that um, in the end of the marriage, I was always angry and, you know, always stressed out and just not myself. And I I felt like I was uh, falling into a depression Mm. and that was affecting me at work and it was affecting me as a mother. 
and anything for me that affects me as a mother is it, it has to go wow so you're saying the biggest thing not feeling like yourself mm-hmm. so you, uh, you got to a certain point where you were losing yourself and you're like I, I, I just I can't mm-hmm. wow um, I love that you said that those are two very powerful things one because it wasn't about what he did or was doing or not doing but it was all about how you felt and we talk a lot about mental health and how that's so important just functioning as a person but absolutely as a wife a mom a business owner all of the above so that is amazing that you you thought enough of yourself (laughs) to decide like this is enough for me so how are you transitioning from being in a marriage to now being a single parent like what is that like (laughs) Um, I will I'm gonna be completely honest it was so hard at first like right away I felt alone and I had many many breakdowns where I would just be home and the kids would be running around and I would just cry because I felt like I don't know how I'm gonna do this I don't know how I'm gonna get through my kids love their dad to death you know and it's something about having like a two-parent household there's always somebody else for them to go book or go bother or it's somebody else for you to you know put the stress on or put the pressure on aside from yourself and you know going from having that second person in the house to just myself and the kids there's three of them um I just felt a little crazy I felt overwhelmed um and I honestly didn't feel like I could do it like that was one of the reasons why I stayed as long as I did Right, which I'm sure most women. Yeah, I mean, a, a, lot, well, a lot. A lot of, of women stay for, for their children, exactly. Right? But like you said previously, which was your two major, one of the two major factors was that you, you were seeing the effects that the marriage had on your children and the influence that it had on them. Yeah. So how exactly did you sit and explain to them that mommy and daddy are not going to be together anymore? Because your children are what age again? Uh. Seven, eight, and two. Two girls and a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did I explain that to them? It, at first I felt like, how do I explain it to them? Do I hide it? Uh, do I just keep it real? How much should they know? How, you know, how little should they know? But um, my son actually came to me one day and he said, Mom, all of my friends, moms and dads, like hug each other. And they give each other like kisses and stuff. And you'd never kiss daddy. Oh. And that broke my heart because I, I felt like at that point I was misrepresenting love. Mm. And in that moment, I also realized that I, I couldn't, I had no more left in, in me to show him the proper representation of that with his father. Right. So I, you know, I sat them down and I, and I just asked them, you know, do you like mommy lately? I made it more so about me than anything. And my two older kids were like, oh, sometimes you yell at us a lot now and you're really mean and you're really this, you're really that. And so that was another issue for me. And I knew that I knew that, that was taking a toll on me. It was a relationship taking a toll on me. I was a very, very angry person. I was always frowning. I always had an attitude, and that's not me. And then I knew that my level of frustra- frustration was at an all-time high. So I was a lot more snappy with the kids than I had ever been. 
And so I said, do you guys want the happy mommy <laughs> or do you want a mean mommy? And they were like, we want happy mommy. And I said, okay, if you want happy mommy, me and daddy are going to have to take time apart from each other. And I said, you know, sometimes when we're in the same place, mommy's not very happy. And I said, but if we go to different places, mommy's a little bit more happy. And, and mommy treats you guys a little bit better. Or, you know, like what you're used to. And um, I said, and that doesn't mean mommy or daddy love you any less. You know, I said, it just means that you get to visit us at two different places. And my daughter, <laughs> that's the seven-year-old, she's like, okay, sounds good to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> she took the attitude on, like, whatever, whatever you do, as long as I get happy mommy. Mm. And my son was like, I don't like that. He's the oldest. And he's like, why can't you just be happy in the same house? I said, well, there's just a lot of things that we don't agree on. And we're not seeing eye to eye. And I said, and you might not understand that now, maybe later. I said, but when we're when we're in different spaces, we can handle things much more smooth. Wow. And so I said, do you understand? He said, not really. And he's like, but... I guess I'll get it one day. And that was like the end of that conversation. Wow. So now, because how long ago was that? Because how are they now, now that they have the two places, now that everything's in action, mm -hmm. how are they adjusting in that way? Now yeah. they're, <laughs> they're pretty much adjusted now. It's been uh, about a, a year and some change now. Mm. And um, they're adjusting pretty well now. Um, sometimes... Every blue moon now, I'll get the question like, hey, are you going to let dad come home now? Or, you know, something like that. If it's or if we're traveling someplace and they're like, well, why can't dad come with us if we're going here? You know, they ask those kind of questions and it gets a little uncomfortable at times. But I've learned with my kids and it's different for everybody, but my kids need like the honest truth. Mm. They'll never stop asking until I just give them like the raw truth. Wow. So that's that's all I got for them I have to I have to always be honest and straight up with them and and they understand it like although they're young they're very very mature and and they understand it I love that you said that because I honestly couldn't even imagine how to even begin that conversation with a child when they're so accustomed to seeing mommy and daddy together mm -hmm. but to hear that their response and in particular when you're being honest and their response is honest and it's just like whoa okay we're gonna move along with it with this so it's like they're adjusting and following your lead in a way too you have to open it up to to your kids to allow to let them know you can ask me whatever it is you need to ask me mm. you know I'm, I'm I always stress to them like this is an open forum if you guys are feeling down about this one day talk to me you have to be willing to talk to them, but I, w I would just say never turn the blind eye because they're children, because they're picking up on more than you think. Right. That's so interesting. And like for me, I'm always thinking about like the stepchildren I have now. Me, you know, me and their father is married and their mom now is remarried. And I'm like, that has to be such a like weird <laughs> dynamic for them to try to grasp because we're so completely polar opposites in terms of like our home unit and their home unit. But I do think that kids respond to truth and love. 
and respect too, like involving them in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm just like bracing myself for the hard questions that my stepdaughter, you know, asks. Because sometimes she's just like, "Well, how come you?" To my husband, she's like, "How come you and mommy aren't together anymore? Like, why? Why can't maybe? Wouldn't it be funny if you guys just got back together and got married again?" That's <laughs> that's in all innocence for them. Mm, they yeah. really they really think that way. It's interesting because my husband, um, their mother was like, okay, Kylie, like, let's just move on with the conversation. But my husband was like, no, it's fine. I want to explain to her. And he, he said it very clearly. He said, okay, Kylie, who is mommy married to? You know, Phoebe, who is daddy married to? Michelle. And he was like, so you know that that can't happen, right? That mommy and daddy can't be married anymore, but we love you, right? She's like, yeah. So it's like just seeing that once he broke it down to her, she was like, okay, and then she moved on talking about whatever happened in school. Yeah, because they're over it really fast. Right. Um, but that's beautiful. I love to hear how you communicated with your children about it because I know it's not easy. Not at all. Um, now, but for women who are in a marriage, let's say, and they're contemplating of leaving, like, what would you say? Like, how, like, should you just try everything like exhaust all options like go to your any kind of spiritual counseling or therapy or what at what point would you say that they really know that they absolutely should leave like what kind of advice would you give them well first i would never advise anyone to leave Hmm. for starters um second funny my best friend's dad when i was going through like a lot of this stuff he he asked me he said Twy, did you try everything? And that was years prior to this. And when he asked me that initially, I said, uh, I don't think so. And he said, then it's not over yet. Mm. He said, it's not over until you've tried your absolute hardest. You've tried, you've gone down every avenue that you could think of to fix your marriage. Mm. And so I took from that and I went and I, you know, tried all the other options that I knew that I felt I could try. Um, counseling is huge. That was a huge part of my marriage. And I counseled during my marriage. I counseled um, at the top of my separation. And I also counseled alone after my separation. Mm-hmm. Just because it's it's always good to get that spiritual feel. Yeah. And then a lot of times you find yourself feeling bad for the decision that you made to better yourself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, getting that clarity um, from the other party or from someone else that is also married and that can probably understand what it is that you're going through a little bit better than someone who's not that helps helps with with your decision making as well but as far as when the right time is you know when it's time mm. I've, I've <laughs> we've been up and down the roller coaster over and over and over and over again you know as as you will go through in any marriage or any relationship. Um, however, this time when I was done, I was done. And I didn't have to think twice about it this time. And I knew I had given myself deal breakers in my head and I said them out loud as well. So once I got to the point where I said, this is what I will not deal with anymore, I had to stick to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned from over time, those that one deal breaker that I laid out on the line in the end was the same one I laid out in the beginning. However, I never stuck to my word. So it never stopped. So once I said, okay, I'm not dealing with this any longer, 
if this happens again, happens again, I'm done. And I prayed to God specifically about that one thing. I said, give me signs or show me. Right. I, I just, I think overall, like you can't stop praying. And I didn't pray to, for him to help me leave. I just prayed for him to reveal to me where I belong. And what I should do with my situation. Wow, that's beautiful. Everything you just laid out is so beautiful. Okay, so what about the woman that is like she just left? Mm-hmm. She 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 <laughs> she did everything you just said, girl. She did the prayers. She got the signs. You know what I mean. The deal breaker <laughs> has been broken, and she's like, "All right, I'm out of here. It is time to go." Now she has not only probably a pile of paperwork to have to prepare herself to do, changing her last name back, all of that. Maybe you can talk more about what that process even all entails. Mm. What are the steps to just get back to you? Because I know you said you felt like you lost yourself. Like oh, so, what, so how would you advise a woman in that position who has left, who, has, who got that courage and left, but now the following steps, the follow through? Uh, I think for starters, I, I went back to doing things that I enjoyed, um, like going back to dance class every once in a while. Um, I never stopped going to church. One issue that I did have with my significant other, my ex, was a lot of times when we would have big issues, that the first thing that he stopped is church. And I felt like this is where we need to be, right. you know? So I, I, never, I never lost my faith in God, and I, I felt like, the only person that got me through as long as I did was God. So he could get me out of that next part as well. And I think, honestly, like my faith grew even stronger during that process. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I never missed church. I never missed a Sunday of church. I'm active in my church. Um, and I started to tithe on what I wanted. Mm. I was praying and I was tithing. Um, I also fasted. And I prayed during my fast, like, for God to just give me strength to make it through the situation and, and to and to sh- give me strength to show my kids that, you know, it's possible for all of us because, you know, they went through it too. Right. It's possible for us to have to overcome such a, a huge transition. Right. I just I just wanted to make sure that they knew that it wasn't all negative, Absolutely. that there is happiness at the end of a storm. Were there times, just with your children real quick though, were there times where you found them upset or crying or affected by it? Oh yeah. My son had many days where he'd cry. Some days my daughter would just randomly cry in the car and just say, you know, I miss my dad. Mm-hmm. Or my son like, I just I just want to go, I just want my dad to come home and things like that. And those moments are hard. Mm-hmm. We're human, you know? Yeah. So. Of course, that'll make you say, you know what? I don't want to see my kids cry, so let me call them and tell them to come back home. Right. But I did that before, and I had to learn that you can't stay in it for your kids because my kids are seven, eight, two. I have 10 years left with one, 11 years left, left with the next, and 16 left with the last. But once they hit 18 and they decide to leave me, if they do, then I'm left without. And, you know, it could be a situation where I stay in it for them and then they leave and then we're both absolutely miserable and don't under, you know, we wasted all these years together for them. 
And now they're gone and living their lives, and it's like, well, damn, what do we have? Nothing. Like, we've built this on nothing, you know? And staying in it for them the wrong way isn't healthy because I wasn't showing my daughters how to be a wife. Mm. And their dad wasn't showing them how to be a husband. husband. And what they should look for. And what they should, exactly. Just how to, just how to love on each other Mm -hmm. in the household. I think we just had too much animosity built toward each other that we couldn't express that love. What I honestly love the most, and I really hope our listeners are grasping too, is that everything you're saying, I love that you're not putting any blame on your ex-husband or, you know what I mean? Like, or bashing him like nah because he was just not doing because you know we could easily be like because okay. this you know this that and the third but I think there's just such a beautiful maturity in how you're dealing with this situation because it is a lot and like you said you're looking at three beautiful faces by the way her kids are stunning and <laughs> on tv and like <laughs> like it's just it's crazy you're just gonna have to go to her social media and just see like her superstar kids but anyway so you're looking at <laughs> you're looking at these beautiful human beings that are your babies and you're seeing them cry i couldn't even imagine the amount of strength and resilience that it takes to stick to that decision because you want your kids to be happy you want to give them the world you want to give them what you didn't have oh yeah you know like growing up for you did you grow up in a two-parent household well my mom um i did not grow up with my biological father no my mom got married when i was in the sixth grade and this guy has been nothing less than the father to me he he actually said to me when i was younger there aren't any steps between us and he would get angry if anybody said, oh, your stepdaughter, or oh, where's your stepdad? He's like, ain't no steps over here. So um, I was with him since I was from seven until 16. Mm-hmm. So that, that was my father in the house. And in addition to him, I had my grandfather who played, you know, the father role for me. I have a great example of marriage with my grandparents. They're on 51 years of marriage right now. And so, of course... Having that as an example, you already knew. Like, <laughs> it's like okay, I know that they stuck it through, and they've been through way more than I I dealt with in my marriage. However, what's for me is for me, and everybody's story is just not the same. And you know, I just truly believe that God places people in your life for a reason and for a season. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, maybe. We were placed together in this union to have these three children. Yeah. And we did that. You know, we completed that task. We, you know, and now we're at this point. And it, I just had to stop feeling bad for wanting to be happy. Whew. Ladies, I love that you just said that. And any men that are listening, like, don't feel bad for wanting to be happy. That's a word. Yeah. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> That's a whole sermon. No, like seriously, because obligation is a mofo, man. The oh, obligation, yeah. I mean, not only just in romantic relationships or intimate relationships, but family members and all of that obligation a lot of times will have you staying in things or doing things that are so far away from your oh, character yeah. or what you really see for yourself just because you're thinking about someone else's feelings right. before your own. 
<laughs> and I think me, I just turned 30 or I'm, yeah, I just got into the 30 club and it's like, that's been one of the biggest lessons for me this year. Like, nah, nope. Right. Like, does this, is this, am I going to be peaceful doing this or is this going to stress me out? And if it's going to stress you out, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, don't nah. do it. <laughs> like, I'm just not. Okay, so now that you have, it seems like really gotten the groove and the rhythm of being a single parent with your children, you know, you're a beautiful woman. <laughs> you know, you, you're ambitious, got your own, you know what I mean, your own business. Dating, what has dating been like for you? Was it weird, like your first date or someone trying to talk to you you've been with only one person for the x amount of time you know you just got like your groove back right. <laughs> what is that like <laughs> well <laughs> it is um it's good it's great it's really good actually there's a smile and tone that you have right now. I'm not going to try to be in your business, but there's a smile and tone that I, 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 I don't know. I'm just saying it seemed like somebody putting a smile on me, on your face, gal. Well, I, um, I, I, I am dating um, and I'm, I'm very, very happy. And I just honestly like, you know, that Another thing for me was being scared to end that relationship because I had three children. Yeah. And I told my mom, I said, no one's going to want me with three kids. Mm. And she's like, are you crazy? And I know that that made my mom feel bad. She was like, I don't ever want to hear you say that again. And you're beautiful. And you're smart. You're a hardworking woman. You're this, you're that. And that's all fine and dandy. I know all of that about myself. However, mm-hmm. on the other side of things, it's like, this is three different responsibilities you know they belong to someone else you know and it's hard it's hard to first and foremost trust someone else around your kids Absolutely. and then secondly it's hard to just expect someone to want to deal with your kid you know right so yeah she got got three three. you know (laughs) but um i will say that you know I, i i am dating and this person respects me and loves me and my children. So I think it is possible. Um, it's definitely possible. I really want women to who are in this situation to hear that and to feel that because I feel like that would be my first go-to. Like, well, who's gonna want me? I don't wanna say the word baggage, but this with all but this additional responsibility. Exactly. Baggage more so from the previous marriage right. that, that's the baggage I'm referring to of course not the children but then the children is just the responsibility yeah like you know so the fact that you're a testimony that it absolutely can happen is great now right. before even you know the the person you're dating now like did you go on just like you know just in between dates I, went, I hung out a, a, a few times and how was that but it's so funny because I'm like, um, my cousins and my mom joke around. They call me Ice Tray. My mom says I'm the prettiest boy she's ever met. What does that mean? Break down so, Ice Tray for me. Ice Tray, that's from my cousin Brea, who's the owner actually of the Bray Bar at Inland Empire. Shout out to Brea. Um, she calls me Ice Tray because she says that I'm emotionless. They all feel like I'm very nonchalant and emotionless. 
which I know was a huge issue in my marriage. Mm. And I, what I did do uh, upon my separation was address that with myself. You know, I, I started to work on that because I knew that that was an issue, but I didn't know where it came from. Mm. And, you know, like in talking to my mom and after having like the many breakdowns that I did right after the separation, you know, she was explaining to me that this comes from, you know, your childhood and your father being gone. And then, you know, my father, once I finally tried to get a relationship with my father, he passed away Mm. when I was 16. And then it's like after that, you know, my mom and my dad separated and that was all I knew as a father. And, you know, once they divorced, I just kind of felt like, dang, you know, them too. And then, you know, my uncles, my mom's brother, he, he, passed away and so it, it was just like every single male that I loved or that I trusted it was like I always lost them mm-hmm. so my mom you know my mom explained to me like you know you really have like abandonment issues right. Right. and that that made it hard for me to really open up mm-hmm. and so you know I, I'm I wouldn't say I was guarded because I'm a I'm a lovable person I was just not really affectionate Mm. but um i do know that like in taking time out and dealing with that like i've been much better with that and it could also be um it 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 could also be the person that i'm dating as well that is helping bring that other side out Mm -hmm. that back to yourself though yeah (laughs) and and being myself being myself, that's just, that's, it's just very important. Like, never compromise who you are. Personality, happiness, nothing. Don't compromise that for anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't compromise your happy. Always be honest with yourself. Because if you're not honest with yourself, there's no, no way in hell you could be honest with anybody else. You have to just love yourself wholeheartedly, like every single part of you. Imperfections, perfections, flaws, everything. And it's kind of like, is now it's like a take me as I am thing. This is me. This is what I've been through. I have three kids. I have this. And I actually, that was like my speech upon meeting anybody. Okay, look, I have three kids. Uh, take it or leave it, okay? I'm just getting out of my marriage. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm going through a divorce, but, you know, don't waste my time. Yeah. Period. Right. Don't waste my time. I mean, your time is very precious. With, you have so much on your plate that you handle too it's like <laughs> I don't have time to waste I don't have time for these conversations period I feel that okay so. but what do you think about okay so you know how I feel like a lot of men get in trouble for this like you see on social media or like those reality type shows or fake reality shows like the love and hip-hop type things mm-hmm. where someone will not be divorced on paper but they'll be I guess separated do you think like what is your thoughts on that because I'm just thinking objectively like a, a relationship itself could be done way before there's actual like documents signed sealed and delivered mm-hmm. like should someone be you know just completely canceled because they're dating but the 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 they haven't signed the divorce papers yet like what do you think about that I just think that that it's just tainted because there's a lot of men that use the, oh, I'm going through a divorce to get a woman. Whoa. That's another word. And there's a lot of women that may have used that line just to deal with another man. Yes. And so it kind of ruins it yes. for those of us that, you know, that's actually our truth. Right. 
you know? And so honestly, like, I, I guess that's perspective because there's people that aren't happy with my decisions, but it's my decision, mm. you know? And, right. and we already talked about how, hey, first, so. and that's that, <laughs> that is, that's and that. that's that. So that's, you know, I, I honestly think that's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. I just say, don't move on until you know you're done, done. You know, there is nothing at all that can bring you back to this place, whatever. I I wouldn't suggest moving on until you're done. So that means you don't separate today and next week you're going out on a date. No, you have to allow yourself time to heal. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And for you, you took the time to take care of yourself, to to heal yourself, to love on yourself and your kids. It's not like you just was like, all right, I'm, I'm done now, so let me go uh, get on this dating scene. You know, I spend a lot of time by myself with my kids, a lot of time by myself. And I spent a lot of time in my business too. I, I put a lot of that energy like just mm-hmm. into growing my business. And, you know, and I, I saw like a huge shift in business and in myself, mm-hmm. in my finances, everything. I was I I became that happy person even before I started dating, so I just I just try to make sure like it's not gonna be a man that that brings me you know this feeling. I have to bring it to myself first. Yeah, and that's something that I try to share with like my single girlfriends. Like, you have to be in a place where you make yourself happy. Like, no one should be giving you like I like even with my husband. I don't use the term of like you make me happy. I say you add to my happiness. And I try to stress that to my single girlfriends as much as possible. Like, especially when they're like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm tired of being alone. I just want someone, you know, to make me happy. And I just, and it's like, no, no. then you, then you don't need to be, you definitely don't need to be with anyone right now. You need to take the time, like you just said, spending time by yourself and really getting to know yourself and being honest with yourself and finding out those things that you found out what going through a divorce which is man these things from my childhood is the reason why my my affection is this way Mm -hmm. or the way i show and give love is this way and you know what i mean you can avoid that kind of you know issue i guess if you want to call it that if you handle it now while you're single while you have the time where you're you're not in a relationship where someone is is feeding off of your energy Right, and also not ignoring those things that were issues for your ex. Yeah, You know, like not just saying, oh, he just tripping or he's just this, he's just that. No, actually take a second and say, you know what? He brought this up, so let me really sit and think about it. Like, was this a problem? Could I have done this different? There were a lot of things that I, that I could have done different as well. <clears throat> and I think going through that helped me open up my eyes to look deeper into myself and deal with my own personal issues. Had I done that sooner, could that have saved the marriage? I don't know, because there was so much more right. that brought us to the point of, of separation and going through a divorce. However, I do know that it was a learning experience, and now I can incorporate these things that I found out about myself Absolutely. you know, in my Absolutely. next relationship. I mean, now the next one, especially if you choose to get married and things like that again, you have... A, a more broader perspective of like who you are completely and fully as a person. That's why I love seeking counsel and talking to women who've been married for a long time or spiritual counsel or therapy because it's like that awareness, your awareness of thyself, it just, it elevates you in so many ways. Right. <laughs> and it, it allows your third eye to be open to those who aren't as aware. And you're like, mm, I can't really 
maybe deal with this energy or have this mm -hmm. energy around me because there's awareness that I know of myself right. that is or isn't in this person who's <laughs> standing right. in front of me, like for real. Um, I just love all these gems that you're dropping this episode. I cannot wait to, to, <laughs> to no, for real, for this to go live because it's, it's the real deal. And by the way, like I said, I'm on location right now, so I'm legit getting my hair braided. So if you hear like little things in the background, that's like her putting the comb down, clicking. her nails clicking the braid. I'm sick, I'm sick, yeah, Sorry. she's getting over a cold, so excuse the sniffs, <laughs> everything. But okay, now I need a little girl talk moment okay. with you. Let's go. Let's go. So you know that I just got married in October. Yes. And being as though you've experienced being married for, in my eyes, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, what advice would you give me? Um, just, just being a newlywed. Him and I don't have children together yet. I'm just, I'm coming to you for the counsel now. Like, uh -oh. what? Yeah. Like, what would you suggest? First and foremost, I would say, don't stop having fun. Mm. Never, never, never stop having fun. Like, just don't, don't, don't get lazy. You know, be that person that you were when you guys met, when you were dating. Yeah. So don't stop dating. Keep dating. Um, give yourself alone time. Go hang out with your friends sometimes. Mm. Also, have some married couple friends that you know you guys can go out with that you guys can have little couple nights or couples nights things like that with because it's always good to have somebody you can relate to sometimes it's hard to have like single friends while you're married it's just it's hard it complicates things mm. um and just be yourself be honest be yourself communicate if you're feeling something is going wrong communicate that and understand the right time to communicate it. And that's understanding your partner, you know, like you know if something is going wrong, if you can approach your partner right away or if you need to give your partner an hour or 10 hours for that matter to collect his thoughts and get it together before you bring up a situation that's, that's bothering you or that caused you guys to get into a disagreement. I can be honest, that's something that I'm just now like finding my rhythm in the timing <laughs> I'm gonna be honest like I'm just gonna keep it funky because I was the girl who's just like single for a really really long time too on top of that so I'm just used to like me myself and I mm -hmm. kind of thing too and so to have someone who may be I guess challenging me but not even challenging me in a negative way most times it helps me grow mm -hmm. but I have found where like I've I'm upset, so I gotta talk about it right and now. And that's me, I, I like to talk about things right away, but yeah. you know, some people can't deal with, let's deal with it right now. Some people need a few hours, or some people need to say, you know what, the next day, or whatever it is, but you know, you just have to, you, you have to communicate with your partner, and that's a conversation to have for anybody in their significant others. How long, how much time do you need before we discuss the issue? Tell me, and then stick to that, like, don't, don't, it's not okay to, to drag that out. I'm sorry. But we're not about to go three days in a week on an issue. No, we're adults. Let's act like adults. Let's talk about it and let's work it out. However, I'm going to give you your respected amount of time that you've asked for. And once I allow you that amount of time, let's work this out. Let's work this thing out. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you think about it. Is this issue enough for, for us to break up, divorce? 
If not, then we're also not about to waste all of our energy and be upset about it for five days. Yeah. I'm sorry. And that's something, too, is like when you're so connected with your partner, you don't want to sit up there not talking. And the energy is heavy. Mm-hmm. It's thick. It's thick. That thing be. It's, it's, it's that big oversized elephant. Listen. Okay. It's taking all the room. Okay. It's taking up all the room. And then also knowing how to talk to your mate. Like, mm-hmm. I, one thing about me, I never cuss at my man mm-hmm. at all. I don't, I'm not yelling at, and some, sometimes my friends are like, you're not, not, you're too nice. You're not mean enough. But I, I've just never been that person to, to degrade a man or to cuss out a man. And I'm not going to allow you to do, do that to me. Mm. So you the way, the tone. Yeah. The tone. yeah. So the way that you, you speak to your significant other as well, like that's not your child, that's your partner. So, you know, you have to give that same respect that you respect you know, that you expect to receive. Mm. No, so, you know, the way that you talk, the, the tone and how you're speaking to them and what you're saying when you're speaking, you know, try, avoiding blaming mm. them for whatever the issue is and more so speaking about how it made you feel. I love that. Not the blaming, but taking in how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm way better now. I'm a newlywed. <laughs> I'm, look, guys, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> that's it why this time. exactly and that's why this is called wife ish I'm fully learned, <laughs> learning every day every year every month yes every freaking moment okay another thing that I'm trying to adjust to I'm gonna be honest maybe you can help me with this as well it's kind of just like I'm not saying that I'm so traditional where I need to just cook clean this is not in a third but I just personally want to like I feel like that's something that I want to take the lead in, mm-hmm. you know? But sometimes I just don't feel like cooking or I'm just like, ugh. And now mind you, my husband is the get up early, he's gonna make the breakfast, he's gonna make the whatever. So when I see him being so active, I'm like, I, I need to step my game up. Mm-hmm. But like, what do you do in those moments where you're like, I don't, I just don't feel like, you know, the, the like, it's just because the point for like the dinner right now, just over, like, I don't know what I'm gonna cook, I'm running out of ideas, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's being so awesome, but it's like, I don't wanna be whack. But <laughs> I'm just like, well, what first of all, suggest? I feel like we're entitled to some tired moments. Like, yeah, it's different. Sure. We work. Yeah. We work, okay? Yeah. Women work, men work. We all work now. So if you get tired every once in a while, you get tired, but just communicate it. Yeah. Babe, I'm really tired. Maybe that could be the, the night where you say, you know what, let's go out. Mm-hmm. Let's go grab dinner. Let's just compromise. Yeah. If you're tired, he's gonna know you're tired. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I and I will say that. I mean, I have definitely been like, you know, I've turned some of those like super tired moments into like, let's go, let's have a boyfriend girlfriend night. Mm-hmm. That's our little date night. We call it boyfriend girlfriend night. Use your influence, girls. All about how you say it. Get yeah. real cute. Like, hey, can we? You know, I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna show you off outside. Yes. Okay. I just, you know, I want everybody to see how sexy or how cute you are. Pump them up. Pump them up, okay? <laughs> and go get you I some tacos, you. okay? <laughs> go get you a steak. Taco Tuesday. There you go. It's all about how you say it, how yeah. we say it. What are some things that you've discovered about yourself, like, or rediscovered that maybe you hadn't seen in those eight years? Were you like, dang, I miss, I miss that twy. I'm, I forgot that I love to, I'm just using it to, as an example, like, I love artistry and painting, going to museums, or I do love roses, or 
oh yeah, I do kind of like the little kiss on the on the neck that goes to the collarbone. Like, what have Ooh. you, <laughs> what have you discovered or rediscovered about yourself um, uh, since the separation? Um, I I am a lot more emotional mm. and a lot more affectionate now. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a little weird because sometimes I scare myself. I'm like, dang, like, I didn't know you had that in you, you know? Right. So I, I, I knew I had that side, but I don't, I didn't know, you know, what it was going to take to reveal it or, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I do see it now. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like I'm a little more needy than I've ever been in life mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, needing affection, affection yeah. and, you know, just the emotional side. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just a lot more in tune with my emotions, I guess. And I feel like but there's strength in that. There's a lot of strength in it. And it's also now to knowing what I want mm. and what I'm not going to deal with any longer. You know, so now that I'm sure, it just feels way different. Oh, girl, I see bright things in this future. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just feel it in my bones. Uh, and, and, and in what I'm feeling, I'm going to ask you this next question. We can close with this one. What do you feel are some amazing parts of being married and would you like to be married again at this the partnership having someone there all the time um having like that built-in best friend that you can just share whatever it is you're going through or sometimes you don't even have to share and they just know mm-hmm. you know so those moments are good that doesn't mean you, you have to be married to experience that but i mean like you know it's just an up and up um, and I do, I believe in love. I'm not tainted. My, my spirit isn't tainted. I, my heart isn't cold. You know, like I said, I have a strong, strong faith. I, I believe in God. He's my leader at all times. And, you know, I, I believe in it. And I know that I know I have a bright future on the mm-hmm. love side. And, you know, I'm, I'm there with open arms. I'm not running from it at all. Yes, you better not run from it, girl. <laughs> so I thank you so much for doing this very impromptu. Very, guys, okay? She sprung it up on me. I said I have never spoken about this before, but here y'all go, you know, because we go through things to help somebody else who's going through. Absolutely, and I love this community of women that I've been able to connect with. It's very different from what I'm used to. And it just feels good to feel like we got each other's back. You know what I'm saying? So thank you again. And don't forget the Braid Bar did sponsor this episode. So if you hit them up and you let them know that you heard Twy's incredible journey of just loving yourself, healing yourself, and not compromising your happiness, let them know so you can get your 10% off at the Braid Bar. They have two locations in LA. Their IG is at the Braid Bar underscore, right? Yep, at yeah. underscore the Braid Bar. At underscore the Braid Bar. Yep. Los they have Angeles and Corona. Um, yeah. Yeah, come in, get your 10% off, and discuss more things just that have to do with being a woman and what you're going through. The, the women who are a part of the Braid Bar are incredible. They're strong, fierce black women who are always just, highlighting beautiful women on their pages and it's just a really great community to be around in general and like I said 
if you're lucky enough to squeeze in an appointment with Twy because she's always booked, you <laughs> also get a little songbird in your ears. So that's just like an amazing plus. <laughs> but all right, guys, don't forget to like rate and um, subscribe and write a review and to hit up the DMs. I'm going to put Twy's IG in the information box so you can hit her up, share with her how much you loved um, her, her testimony because I know you guys are going to be so blessed by it. And I'll see you next week on Whiteish. Bye. <laughs>